Welcome to Lunch with Dr. Coopwood podcast, where we get to know a member of our Regional One Health family and hear their insight about one of our premier behaviors. Today, we're lucky to have Mike Richardson with us to talk about our premier behavior of communicate, communicate, communicate. Mike is our Director of Compensation and Human Resources Information Systems. He and his team help us make decisions about something pretty important, the pay scale for the many different jobs within the hospital. Obviously, what our paycheck looks like is something that matters to everyone. Therefore, it's especially important for Mike and his team to communicate openly, clearly, and effectively. Mike has a lot of great insight into how we and can do our job better, whether we're working in the office or remotely. Before we dive into Communicate, 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 start by telling me a little bit about you and your team and what your team does for Regional One Health. Uh, So part of my responsibility at Regional One is to develop our compensation guidelines and philosophy for the organization. So what that means is we work with leaders on creating job descriptions and then determining what's a fair pay rate for all of our employees. Uh, In addition to that, I oversee our HR information system, so everything from our uh, health streams, which is our training module, and our performance evaluation system and troubleshoot and assist our users with that. Um, So uh, part of what we do is we use market data to determine what's a fair and appropriate rate for all of our employees. Uh, We do that by purchasing surveys from outside vendors that give us all of the information that we need to determine where we should have our employees that's fair and equitable, not just within the organization, but across the city and regionally as well. Um, We also listen to what's going on in the area of Memphis uh, and the regional area, and particularly now during the COVID pandemic, uh, things are constantly changing, so we're trying to uh, keep keep, um, on top of the many changes and challenges that are going on. So you mentioned COVID. So yes. I hear you have 20 years of experience in, in healthcare and in this field of, of compensation. I understand you started just weeks before we knew anything about COVID. How big of a game changer has that been as terms, in terms of what you do for the organization? Uh, yeah, I uh, began in February of 2020 with Regional One. And in March, uh, April, uh, COVID really started. Um, and that really has had an impact on our job and compensation and my job in particular. Um, you know, with the um, outside challenges we have with travel agencies, um, people, um, you know, moving into that uh, area to travel has been a challenge that we have to continually address, and uh, we are till t- uh, to this day. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> so being treated and paid fairly is an important aspect that any employer employee wants, um, and that is what we as employers want for all of our employees as well. It is especially true when you consider how challenging the past couple of years have been for healthcare professionals. Since you work with something so impactful to the men and women who make Regional One Health work, how important is good communication? Uh, good communication is essential. It's, it's the main thing that I really am passionate about with my team. Uh, they will tell you one of the, one of the things that I am really um, adamant about is that we are responding to our employees timely. We're giving them um, accurate information and being as transparent as possible. Um, that being said, we can't tell employees every small nuance that goes into pay determination, um, but we try and give all of the data and the facts um, 
so they'll have a good understanding of why a decision was made. Um, you know, we when we follow up with them, we need to make sure that we're coherent in our message, that we're clear, and that we're honest. Um, and the communication not only includes what the problem is, but the research we've done into determining um, what our final recommendation was. Um, if you're not communicating in that aspect, um, then people um, could have the tendency to not have faith in that message. So we just try to make sure that we're, we're giving them as much detail as possible. Well, take us through an example of how that communication may happen um, with your team. Say that there's, you've reached a decision, it's been approved by the CEO and the CFO, um, and there's a change that has to happen, whether it's good or bad. Um, how do you communicate that effectively to um, a group of employees? Uh, so after a decision um, has been reached, uh, my team and I will meet with the leaders of the impacted staff. We will share the information of, you know, what the decision was and how we came to that. And um, my belief is that we like to give the managers the tools necessary to communicate that message to their staff. And the reason I say that is because people have no idea who Mike Richardson is. So if Mike Richardson comes in and makes this message, you know, he's just this guy from HR that they've never met before. But if they get the message from their manager, somebody they work for and they see on a daily basis, um, I think they're more comfortable hearing that information. So we give the managers all the tools that they need um, to communicate that message. We give them talking points to explain why the decision was made um, because people deserve to know that there were valid reasons for the decisions. Um, it's important, it's really important to give them all of that background, especially if it's a decision that people don't necessarily want to hear. And then the, the most important thing is we give the managers that information so they are presenting the recommendation or the outcome in the same manner to every employee um, so that the message is the same. Because when the message isn't the same, that's when you're going to open yourself up to, um, you know, misunderstandings and then that's how rumors can can begin if everybody didn't get the same message at the same time and we know that rumors can be very dangerous as they spread they can um, unchallenged so very good so I'm hearing three things here being consistent being clear and honest with the employees and giving reasons and facts behind the decision why do you think email isn't always the best uh, option for um, communicating in the organization? We like to send an email and say, hey, I sent it. Hey, it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, email, it's a great thing. I Everybody uses it every single day. Um, the, the issue with email is that it's not personal. Um, when you send an email, no matter what your intent was or your tone when you were drafting that email, that may not be the tone that comes across in that email. Um, so... When we're communicating um, things like compensation, that is a very big deal because compensation is important to everybody from um, people um, from bottom to top. Everybody is concerned about their compensation. So I think it's just most important to have that conversation in person verbally or at the very least in the situation that we're in now, have a virtual meeting through Teams or WebEx or, or whatever tool that you use. Um, I think... Um, People take it better when it's in person. Um, I think um, there's less uh, likelihood of a bad reaction to um, 
they may take the tone the wrong way, which was not intended by the sender, but the recipient could get it, take it that way. Maybe those all caps didn't mean. Yeah, what you it's thought all it caps, meant. or <laughs> you know, um, people um, have different writing skills, and so we, you know, they may communicate differently verbally. Um, and then the biggest thing, and what I really talk about with my team is, email is great for very quick conversations, yes or no answers, yes or no approvals. But if a chain is going back two or three times, um, then the message clearly, I don't think, is being conveyed correctly or understood the way you want it to be understood. So that's when I tell my team, pick up the phone. It's always a lot easier to pick up the phone. You're probably going to get the answer a lot quicker that way. Um, And you're going to save everybody a lot of time. So I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. What uh, it's 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 those face to face conversations, especially when they're not good news, are hard to do. And so, you know, if I'm if I'm um, what do you call it, conflict avoidance, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do something to avert that. So help me with how do I push past that discomfort to be a, an effective verbal communicator. Uh, what I do is always try and put myself in the position of the employee or person that we're giving the information to and how I I would want to hear it. Um, You know, if there were something about my pay that I was passionate about, because like I said, everybody's passionate about their pay, I would want my manager or the proxy to deliver that message verbally. Those conversations can be difficult, but as managers and leaders, um, you know, we should expect our, our leadership to be able to have those difficult conversations verbally and not hide behind um, an email. And, and I guess hide may not be the right word, but it's a lot easier to send that message electronically. Um, and on top of that, I think if the message is conveyed electronically, then the response will be compared conveyed electronically and people tend to have much different reactions when they send an email. A lot of times I've discovered people are a lot more brave in an email and say things that they probably would not say having a direct face-to-face conversation. And at the end of the day, I think people end up regretting sometimes the things they said in an email that they know they would not have said um, verbally in face-to-face. So again, I think it's just easier to pick up the phone, talk to the person and you know, over the phone or in person. Again, COVID has made this a little more challenging, um, but I know um, in instances that we've worked on, even when I've worked on with you, you know, what we do is try and at least have a virtual meeting with the staff that we're talking to. So you, you kind of mentioned the difficulties of, of COVID. Um, you know, we've been looking at these little squares on a computer screen for the past two years, going on our third year now. Um, where a lot of communication happens um, in the hallway, in the break room, um, um, especially when you're trying to help manage your team and to to keep them motivated. Um, You got any good tips you can share about good personal communications, even when we don't see each other every day? Yeah, um, you know, with my team um, being in a non-clinical setting, you know, we did have a little more of the ability to go remote um, when the pandemic started. Um, and at first I will, I was 
concerned that we wouldn't have that day-to-day interaction. Um, Now that it's been two plus years that it's happened, I have not noticed a drop in the level of worker service that my team has, but I do try and still do things to make sure that even though they may not see me every day face-to-face, that I am still here, they can still call me. Um, So a lot of the things that um, we do on my team in particular and that I try to tell other people to do is my team does have a, a phone text chain that we're all on so we can touch base with each other. I try to send my team emails in the mornings um, just to say, hey, how's everybody doing today? Don't forget, I'm here. You can call me. Um, and then uh, we do have um, our team meeting still via um, Teams uh, weekly. In addition to that, lately we have been coming back into the office more. My entire team is in the office one day a week, the whole team, so we can at least see each other Um, and now we're back three days a week everybody's in the office and and that does help Um, but um, you know I found that as long as you're making the effort as a leader to communicate with your team no matter how you're doing it verbally in person it's harder making sure that they know that you're there is what's you know the most important thing any other tips you might want to give I think the one thing with communication that I would tell everybody in the, in the organization is, um, you know, when you do send that email or you do make that phone call and somebody may not be available, I, I like to ask everybody, let's exercise some, some patience with everybody. We know everybody in the organization is busy um, and we do try to get back to people as quickly as we can. Um, and people could be in meetings, they may be, uh, you know, working on other big projects. So I think everybody just needs to exercise that patience and remind themselves how they would want people to respect their time and what they're working on. um, And that they will get back to them as quickly as possible. But what we do try and do, even if we don't have the answer right away, follow up, tell them you've received their request, and we will get back to them. I think what People aren't always looking for an answer immediately, but they want to at least know that their question or that their concern has been received and that um, it is being worked on. You know, you you are a constant reminder of my failure to communicate clearly in that um, I thought I've made it clear that everyone who works here should be a Titans fan, and you insist (laughs) on wearing that Bill's lanyard every day, and it's just uh, something, some message I'm giving is not getting through, so help me how I communicate that better so that you can understand um, that the Titans should be your favorite team. Well, I am a uh, Buffalo Bills fan uh, from birth till death, and uh, (laughs) that communication, unfortunately, is going to fall on deaf ears. Okay, well. um, (laughs) And I will say the Bills did make it farther than the Titans, and we'll leave it at that. But they they watched it on TV with all of us. They did. We all watched the Super Bowl together. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, you make some great points, and your suggestions are things that we all can follow. These are ideas that work no matter what our job description is, who we talk with, or how we talk about our challenges and opportunities. Communicate, communicate, communicate is one of the premier behaviors that all of us can do and impact by every day. It is also a great direct impact on how well we care for our patients. Good communication ensures that we're all working towards the same outcomes and working off the same information. We use that to make sure every patient gets the care they deserve every day from each one of us. So pick up the phone, be patient with each other, and clear about the facts and reasons behind what you have to say. 
We are on all we're in this together, and that means having respectful, positive conversations that help us do a very important job. Thank you, Mike, for joining us today, and thank you for all the members of the Regional One Health family for continuing to be there to serve our patients and community. Thank you very much.